Hello everyone and welcome to Coffee Break. I'm your host Leon Allen. Tonight's story we're going to be talking about Bigfoot. Um, Some people believe that Bigfoot is actually from outer space. I found this new uh, new story uh, article today. Um, It's actually written four years ago or actually five years ago. Um, It says new Bigfoot theory. It's from outer space. Um, This is what this one gentleman believes. Um, Story goes, rather than being a missing link between man and the apes, Bigfoot may possibly be an alien entity. Uh, It says the possibility is is derived from evidence in several uh, solid UFO cases. Um, Now it says this dates back to 1888. It says the earliest earliest clues date back to 1888. When a cattleman described an encounter with friendly Indians uh, in Humboldt County, California, they led him to a cave where he saw a hefty humanoid creature covered in long, shiny black hair with no neck, setting uh, cross-legged. One Indian told him uh, three of these crazy bears had been cast out of a small moon that dropped from the sky and landed. Uh, the moon then ascended back into the air, so it's highly likely the crazy bears were really Bigfoots. Uh, I'm gonna stop right there. Uh, this said this happened in 1888. Uh, well, I guess if it is uh, alien life forms, I guess they're going to be more advanced than we are. But how would they know what this is? You know, well, they said it was what, uh, they said they were cast out of a small moon that dropped from the sky and landed. Um, you think they could have met stars maybe, or could have been actual, like, uh, maybe planets, you know, maybe small planets that had, uh, you know, was evaporating or what case may be. I mean, I'm just throwing something out there. Um, it goes on to stay, say uh, they believe that the moon was a spacecraft, or this guy believes. Uh, it says here that one Indian told him, uh, okay, it says, so it's highly likely the crazy bears were really Bigfoots. And it goes on to say, and the moon, is, and the moon was a spacecraft. Now, how would they know if that was a spacecraft from 1888? You know, how would they even know what a spacecraft was in 1888? Now fast forward almost 100 years to 1973, and Mrs. Uh, Refa Hellefield, she and her 13-year-old son were sleeping in a trailer in Cincinnati, Ohio, on the morning of October 21st. Uh, Refia rose at 2.30 a.m. to quench her thirst and noticed strange lights in the adjoining parking lot looking out the window and her attention was drawn in particular to an unspeakable um, uh, to an unspeakable uh, cone of light shaped like a huge bubble umbrella about seven feet in diameter. Uh, nearby she uh, spotted a grayish ape-like creature with a large downwards angled snout, no neck, and a sizable waist. Moving slowly, it then entered into the light about five 
minutes later, both ape men and UFO disappeared. Well, I don't know what to think. Uh, I don't know what to think of this whole situation with this. Um, it's very interesting, though, that you know this happened in 1988. Um, it's very interesting that they would, um, you know, have uh, you know the thing ba- about this from 1888. Uh, goes on to say, let's see, where's the story leading here? Um, okay, goes on to say another dramatic incident occurred a few days later on October 25th, 1973. A group of farmers in Fayette County, Pennsylvania, caught sight of a dome-shaped UFO that was brightly lit at about 100 feet in diameter. As the locals drove towards it, they saw a pair of gargantuan creatures covered with thick, matted hair, green eyes, and long arms that dangled below their knees. A farmer's son fired a gun, shot at the creatures. One of them raised its right hand in the air. At that very moment, the UFO disappeared. Then the two Bigfoots escaped into the woods and were never seen again. Uh, now, reading parts of that, you know, maybe there is something with this uh, uh, UFO uh, phenomenon and Bigfoots. Maybe Bigfoots did come from uh, unidentified flying objects. Maybe they did. Because what people have said... And their statements that they saw, they saw Bigfoots, and as soon as they saw the Bigfoots, they also saw, uh, also saw UFOs that have vanished when the, uh, you know, the uh, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whatever you want to call them, uh, as soon as the UFOs disappeared, they disappeared. Could it be some kind of tractor beam that's pulling them up? Maybe something like Star Trek, you know, that, you know, not a tractor beam, but a... Uh, yeah, a beam of light that could suck them all the way back up in the ship. <laughs> um, goes on to say, Dairy Farmer William Bozak of Frederick, uh, Wisconsin, was returning from a co-op meeting about 10.30 p.m. on December 9, 1974, when he nearly slammed to a globular UFO on the road in front of him, its bottom half enshrouded in fog. Uh, inside the visible transparent dome, was a six-foot-tall ape-like creature with reddish-brown fur covering his body except for the face and distinctive pointed ears. It appeared to be operating a control panel. As Bozek passed by the object, uh, the object suddenly arose and disappeared. Well, that's like the fourth account that people have saw like a Bigfoot, a Bigfoot with a UFO. Um, in August 1976, after a series of UFO sightings around Rutland, British Columbia, Canada, several men and their children saw a hairy ape-like entity, six to seven feet tall, roaming about a mountainside. They also found a clump of hair that was sent to the Royal Canadian Mounted Police for identification. Laboratory analysts confirmed it was uh, primate hair, but it could not be matched to any known species on Earth. Well, that's very very interesting. Now, why couldn't we have heard about this before? I've never heard of this uh, 
I've never heard of this. Uh, you know, these scientists uh, test this hair, and now they're saying that it doesn't match any species that's on Earth. So now we're getting some interesting stuff here. It says, uh, goes on to say, perhaps the Bigfoot creatures are UFO pilots landing on Earth for extraordinary purposes or high-level ETs are leaving behind some specimens as guinea pigs to test our environment for long-term survival. Or possibly, these Bigfoots are criminal entities being deposited on Earth as a form of cosmic de deportation. Well, now that's very weird. I mean, that could be possibly could be true. It could very well be true. Um, it's one of the interesting stories I found uh, earlier today. I do a lot of uh, stuff looking for stuff online, very uh, paranormal stuff online. And I find quite a bit of stuff. Uh, another one says that the Bigfoot from outer space, it's a conspiracy. I guess each one of these writers or authors, whatever you want to call them, they put their uh, own writings to these uh, to these stories that they do. But I, I, I don't know. It's kind of skeptical because maybe these people that said, you know, they saw this, maybe they're getting it from other things. You know, and, and just trying to, maybe they're trying to get some kind of book deal out of this. Or whatever the case may be. Um, it says as if the truck's farmer's experience wasn't odd enough. Another report of a tall, white, uh, shaggy Bigfoot type. Now, this is a white one. They said it's a tall, white. I've never heard of a white uh, Bigfoot before. Uh, white first skin Bigfoot. I, I never heard of that. But it says uh, the creature is running alongside a truck made its way into the news. Um, this story was done uh, February 22nd, 2009. It says it's no surprise that Oregon has its share of Bigfoot encounters, including paranormal Bigfoot events in the late 1950s and early 1960s. The town of Millersburg, Oregon, about 40 miles north of Eugene experienced some very strange events involving a white Bigfoot or a BHM, Bay Hairy Monster, with a lot of high, uh, with the high uh, surroundings, the encounters. The creature was called the creature of Cosner Lake, also the ghost of Cosner Lake, because of its white color. And the monster of Cosner Lake, the lake's name was Cosner at the time, but isn't called Cosner Lake anymore. The name has been changed as on private property. I'm not revealing the name of the lake out of respect to the owners. This is what this guy wrote. Uh, it was reported as a Bigfoot type creature about seven feet tall, uh, white shaggy fur. The creature mystified Millersburg residents for over a year. Now, if they saw this creature for over a year, you think they would have caught this creature or something would have happened you know, to be able to get their grubby hands on this creature. Now, now they saw this for over a year. You think somebody would have found it? Somebody would have captured it by now. Um, it says the story begins with the story of a UFO or strange light crashing to Cosner Lake in early 1959 or 1960. Well, see here, now they're bringing up the UFO uh, uh, sightings again. It says, soon after a strange light crashed in Cosner Lake, a Millersburg truck driver was 
Startled to find a white, shaggy, uh, furred, Bigfoot-type creature trotting along uh, beside his truck as he was driving down the road. The driver, a mint farmer, was going about 35 miles an hour. The creature was easily keeping pace with the moving vehicle. The creature was described as being about 7 feet tall. Uh, the mint farmer described the creature as a shaggy gorilla. Local Bruce Hamilton remembers the creature in Cosa Lake and a story about a young couple driving by the lake. A seven or eight feet tall creature ran alongside their car. As if, as if, as if the truck farmer's experience wasn't odd enough, another uh, report of a tall, white, furry, shaggy, bigfoot type creature running alongside a truck made its way into the news. This time the creature was seen in Telephone, Oregon. That's a weird name, Telephone, Oregon. Uh, in Eastern Oregon. It realized the town doesn't seem to show up on maps or Google searches as I have found and a uh, recent email alerted me too. However, this is the name cited by, by several sources. Uh, many small towns are not listed. Also, it's possible the name has changed the area incorporated or simply disappeared over time. Witnesses uh, C.A. Sisman saw a bright light approach hover about 30 minutes and disappear, shooting upwards and disappearing within seconds later in Prospect, Oregon. A logger was shocked to see a white furry Bigfoot or Bigfoot type being leisurely uh, jogging on, alongside his truck on a deserted rural road. Stories of Bigfoot running alongside cars aren't uh, new either. A report from 1926 tells of a Bigfoot creature encounter in Yankton, uh, Oregon. Bigfoot following alongside a truck looking in, sheep and children were uh, would disappear. UFO, uh, this is from UFO uh, cash, uh, Casebook. It seems there is a history of bright zipping lights and white Bigfoot or white somethings following cars and trucks in Oregon. Other reports of white Bigfoot creatures can be found. For example, Chris O'Brien uh, uh, writes in his Secrets of the Mysteries of Mystery Valley about a New Mexico cattle inspector who told O'Brien uh, he watched with binoculars a white Bigfoot uh, clamor up a rocky slope. A witness in Washington reported seeing a Bigfoot with large pointed ears. Now they said that I read earlier about there was a Bigfoot with uh, large pointy ears. And this is somebody else that said they saw the same thing with, with uh, pointy ears. Secrets of the Mysteries uh, Valley by Christopher O'Brien. The reference to pointed ears is interesting. Our creature in Consor Lake was also described as having pointed ears or cat-like ears. A 10-foot uh, white Bigfoot was seen on the banks of the Ohio River in the 1960s. It says, in fact, sightings of a white Bigfoot in the area were reported from the 1900s to the 1990s. Uh, the Eye Files, True Reports of Unexplained Phenomena in Illinois by Jay Rath. Uh, it goes on to say the Bigfoot files contain stories of white BHM or Bigfoot-like creatures that Transcend the flesh and blood variety. Uh, references an agent from Fate Magazine out of Peter Bot Bottom 
in Arkansas in 1966, reports of a monster living in the bottom in the bottom emerged. The creature was described as being nine feet tall with snow white fur. Aside from giving off a strong smell, the creature made a sound like a robot signal. The signal sounded like beep, beep, beep. <laughs> um, it goes on to say, of the wild of Bigfoots is intriguing along with the mysterious lights in the sky as far as the Conzer Lake monster goes witnesses reported feelings of dis, uh, feeling dizziness severe headaches and hearing loud uh, thuds and running footsteps right by them but no source uh, for the sounds some insisted they were in telepathic communication with the being who said his name was Flex and was from outer space Flex was uh, Bigfoot like in many ways yet there were other characteristics described by witnesses that are strange. Flix was uh, said to have claws and or webbed feet and hands and cat-like ears. There are some similarities with Bigfoot. The height, uh, shaggy fur as noted. There was other similar beings in Oregon scattered throughout the state, but enough uh, high-strandedies high, high Episodes take the idea of a strictly flesh and blood creature out of its comfortable unknown animal category and into the truly uh, 14 or uh, all the above noted UFOs or bright lights, telepathy, sounds with no visible source, feelings of, uh, of lost confusion and of similar creatures adds up to something beyond a flesh and blood Bigfoot. Um, it goes on to say today the banks of Consnor Lake are overgrown with blackberry brambles, wild skunk cabbage, tall grass, and poison oak. Um, the vegetation shelters the lake located in Millersburg, Oregon from outside viewers. If you have to be knowledgeable of Millersburg or just plain uh, inclusive in, in, Costadevi, uh, you might, after some walking, find this, uh, the secretive lake hiding west of the Southern Pacific Railroad track across from Williamette Industries, farmland, and tall trees surround the green calm waters of the lake on all sides. Um, it goes on to say that several accounts people had seen flying saucers land. Um, 1960, the lake was easily accessible, a favorite haunting ground of the community's youth and young, young lovers, of course. Back then, Millersburg was far smaller than the 708 citizen it claims today. And a town of Albany, south of the lake, was probably half its size or smaller, just little communities where neighbors talked to neighbors, where the old Salem Road existed, not the constant drone of Interstate 5, which lies to the east. Just on the other side of the Albany paper mill, it was a time when news spread quickly. Uh, people that lived there at the time, you know, 1950s, 1960s, um, a lot of these reports were going on, were going on about that time, about this white furry creature, you know, and all this. Uh, people said they saw spaceships land, let this thing out. Now, 
you know, for this not to be, well, let me put it this way. If it's made up a story, there sure is a lot of people know about the same situation, about the same, they saw the same creature running inside their car and their truck and all that. Uh, everybody knows about the same kind of story. I don't know. Is it made, is it made up or could it actually be true? We'll never know. All we can do but is is by, go by what people have said in these stories. That's the only way what we can go by. Um, but <coughs> there's a lot of things that um, everybody says the same thing. <coughs> Excuse me. There's a lot of things that people say the same things that their stories uh, pretty much match what the other people have said. And they were both about the same time frame. These stories were pretty much around the same time frame, maybe two stories in a day. So how would they have known what the previous story was if they both, if these, if these stories were carried the same day, two or three stories of the same incident that happened? All three stories were the same day and same incident that happened. Now, how, how would they know if they were all the same day? Wouldn't it, they would have to know? They would have to be. Uh, a previous paper for them to be able to get the idea of writing this new, you know, writing this story and spreading their story, trying to make money or whatever the case may be, whatever they're trying to do, you know, maybe trying to get a movie deal or whatever the case may be. But, you know, and this is the 1950s and 1960s. This is before they had all the fancy gadgets they got now, you know, so you have to take people on their word that they actually saw this. You know, but what I can't understand is they had cameras in the 1950s and 1960s. You think somebody would have been carrying some kind of some kind of camera and would have captured one of these on film. So that's why you're you know you kind of kind of think is it is it legit or is it just stories that some people have made up? Um, a story go uh, it goes on to say on July 31st, 1960, a, a Sunday night. The white monster returned. The, sto- the story of the Cosner Lake monster was told by Betty Winsby in a series of articles in the now defunct newspaper, Gretzer, Oregon, published in Albany. Seven teenagers from Albany were at the lake for a moonlight stroll, and they had seven, seven um, it says here, two of the boys were hiding in one of the lanes around the lake, uh, preparing to frighten their friends when the pranksters heard a loud noise that later they said was too loud to be from a human being. A seven foot tall white creature eliminated in the moonlight uh, in the eliminated the moonlight came, squashing down the lane, making a noise, said one boy as though he had water in his overshoes. The two boys ran screaming to alert their friends the monster right was right behind them. The boys hid themselves in brush, and the creature ran past them, uttering a weird cry that the boys described as fleep, fleep, weep. The boys managed to turn the flashlights on the creature. Uh, their, their description was similar to those of those of others from their previous year. Um, something like a big white polar bear or something like a gorilla. At home in shock, the boys notified Lynn County Sheriff George Miller. Uh, they returned with older brothers and fathers to the lake to find the creature. Apparently, some of them saw the monster that night as it stood by a tree. 
The story broke over Radio KGAL in Albany on Tuesday, August the 2nd. Uh, it says, Teenagers were soon walking around the lake firing guns into the bushes. How in the world teenagers get guns? At one point, 200 people of all ages were at the lake at night. Supposedly, three teenagers using a flash camera managed to, to take a picture of a tall white creature standing on the opposite bank of the lake. The creature reportedly strained up to a height of seven feet and fled into the undergrowth. The reporter of these events, Betty Wesby, went on to uh, went to the lake at 3.30 a.m. that July 31st with five friends. They had a camera and a flashlight. They heard frogs croaking. Witnesses had told Wesby that the frogs would stop their croaking when the creature was about. Wesby's eight, eight, uh, Wesby's size eight shoe was a small inside the three foot wide impression left by the monster. After an hour investigating the white snags and pale uh, bushes and walking through the lanes, the visitors felt as if they were being watched. Uh, Wesby's feeling that something was uh, crouching on the hillside Several of the party ran to the car and jumped inside, slamming the doors. This may have startled the creature because Wesley and her friend heard a tremendous crashing in the brush as something hurtled through the vegetation. Toward the upper end of the lake, an 18-year-old boy, uh, Mr. Wolf, appeared in the dim light of dawn carrying a gun. Wolf escorted Wesby to some footprints where Wesby saw a huge wedge or duck-shaped uh, feet spaced six and seven feet apart. Wesby's size eight shoe was small inside uh, the three foot wide impression left by the monster. Uh, Wolf showed Wesby where the creature had apparently rested, smashing down seven, uh, smashing down heavy gr- evergreen barriers with this massive weight before it leaped over seven foot tall brushes, uh, bushes to land seven feet away. And it, it goes on, on in this. Um, but the story's very interesting. Like I said before, the story's very interesting that a lot of people, uh, had saw this. Now, could it be a prank or not, you know, by a bunch of teenagers? We don't, we'll never know. I guess they had cameras. No one's seen any proof that these, that these, uh, creatures were actually filmed. But all the stories match up to everybody else's stories. Um, that's just a train of thought. Uh, maybe I could find this something about this on YouTube. I'll, I'll have to check it out. Uh, I want to thank everybody for stopping into the coffee break this evening. Everybody have a safe and wonderful evening. Good night.